The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. What a weekend for him. Uh, 34-year-old Rob Parsons of Lethbridge competed in the 98th Pikes Peak International Hill Climb in Colorado Springs, Colorado. It is the second oldest automobile race in the U.S. And while the outcome of the race, not necessarily what he wanted, Rob has never let anything get in his way. Hey, Rob, welcome to the show. Hey there, how's it going? I'm doing really, really well. Rob, I need you to tell us a little bit about yourself and and how, how... what has happened led you to this weekend now going back in time back in 2011 you you broke your back in an accident yeah back in june 5th 2011 uh riding dirt bike just uh out at what's called temple hill uh near lethbridge alberta and just didn't uh just hit a crappy line on a jump which Mm. ended up uh uh breaking my back when i jumped off my my dirt bike and kind of landed stiff-legged it was pretty intense broke broke every bone from my legs all the way up to my spine oh my goodness now how long what's the recovery like on that for that for me i mean typically that would it would be a little bit faster i was in the hospital for six months wow uh because we had a fair amount of complications due to infections and um just taking all the precautions possible punctured lung and oh collapsed lung at the same time you know oh my goodness uh, but yeah once that <laughs> six months was up i i was just chomping at the bit to get back into something you were raring again. and ready to go and so um when it when um when it's described that you live with paraplegia um can you explain that because i think that's uh it's a it maybe a different kind of term that people are used to hearing but from what i understand it's limited mobility and 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 um uh sensitivity like below the waist right yeah so my my injury would be what's called a t9 uh, uh complete fracture which means i completely severed my spinal cord wow. and and uh, uh vertebrae so i can't feel anything basically from the lower uh chest down okay there's like limited sensation but yeah absolutely no function all right um on that so but despite that as you said after those six seven months you were raring to go that you needed to find something obviously dirt biking and all that stuff before you had a you had this this need for speed some adrenaline rush and you needed to find uh, another way to do it and so you turned to cars yeah absolutely like so i had a background in cars prior to uh dirt bikes and uh I just kind of capitalized on that knowledge that I had previously, as well as my ability to fabricate and, I uh, know, somehow think outside of the box when creating things. Um, I had already kind of thought up of an idea while I was in the hospital on how I was going to make a, the very first set of hand controls for um, my drift car, which is what I most commonly do. And, uh, yeah, I came up with uh, a very unique um uh one of the more advanced hand control systems out there that can control an h pattern gearbox so a manual transmission as well as the clutch handbrake and accelerator and brake all at the same time kind of thing all done with my left hand whereas steering is left up to 
uh, my right hand always. So I always have my right hand on the steering wheel. Wow. All right. So you're, and, and your love for, from what I understand, your love for vehicles goes back. You and your dad, uh, when your kids were, were really into um, to cars from back then. So th- this was a, kind of almost a next step. Okay. So when faced with a challenge, what are we going to do next? And so you came up with this. When you told your folks that, <laughs> that hey, mom, dad, um, I know that we've just got through all of this, but this is what I want to do. I want to go into racing cars what did they say oh yeah no um dad definitely had um anxiety and still does nonstop. <laughs> my mom's uh my mom's all about it uh but yeah they both support me in every way possible uh just my father's a little bit uh, more scared than than my mom is <laughs> that's where i get i think that's where i get my risk-taking firm with my mom and then my calculated risk side comes from my dad do you ever worry about about you know, hurting yourself again yeah but you can't think about that Why? or else you're not gonna go and do it and um i like risks and i like kind of uh you know trying new things and being you know kind of paving the way for for other guys and wheelchairs to kind of look at what I'm doing as uh, an outlet for motivation and and inspiration to pursue something like this, whether it be racing cars or just whatever they think they can't do, they at least go and try it, you know. I want to talk to you about your Chair, chair Slayer Foundation coming up, but I want to talk uh, first about uh, this past weekend and, and, and your racing up prior to that. Now, how many how many races have you been in with your modified vehicle? Oh, uh, quite a few. It depends how you look at it. If you go to actual competition, mm. um, I did a full season of just dressed out in California, and then a few of the LS Festa competitions and stuff. My very first year, I did, I did what I set out to do, qualified <laughs> consistently, and uh, you know made my way through it, um, and then at at uh, the LS Fest, uh, qualifying second a uh, couple times, and uh, uh, didn't end up winning the those couple events, but came very close, which was good. I got into the top top three, which was good. How fast so, are you going? Uh, in the drip cars, you don't go that fast, but if you want to speak about um, raw speed, uh, we have to go to the race that I did out in Sydney, Australia, where we're driving the Life Motorsport 1600 horsepower R35 time attack car. Uh, so I was the first guy in a wheelchair to ever go race at World Time Attack. And I exceeded my expectations massively, <laughs> as well as, as uh, didn't come that short off of uh, our pro driver who, who, uh, he, I was only about three seconds off of his time after the end of end of all the events, which is huge. So down the straightaway at Sydney Motorsports Park, you are going almost, Cole's going like 178, and I'm 167 miles an hour. Wow. Which, which equates to almost 300 kilometers an hour. Yeah. I think it's like 280 or something. How cool is so that? Pretty, what yeah. a rush. What a rush. Oh, ab- <laughs> absolutely. It's crazy and like, 
There's a whole lot that can go wrong at that speed. Of course. Okay, so now tell me about this uh, this uh, Pikes Peak International Hill Climb that took place in Colorado Springs, Colorado, over the weekend. Well, I would have to say it's one of the most coveted races that drivers aspire to go and do, as well as it's one of the most scariest uh, that I would have to say is available to go race in America. Next to MotoGP, or sorry, uh, uh, running the Isle of Man, mm-hmm. which is on uh, uh, street bikes. And that right there is crazy. But this one right <laughs> here, just, just you're climbing up 14,000 feet, 156 turns, sheer drop-off, um, unpredictable weather. You know, you'll have 90 degrees at the bottom and 30 degrees Fahrenheit up top. Wow. Uh, you'll run into snow, rain, sleet sometimes, depending on what time of day it is. And uh, uh, you're at the mercy of the mountain. And that's why it's such a very unique place to race because, again, it's been around for over 100 years. And this this is the 98th consecutive one. Or sorry, not consecutive, 90th running um, event. And let me tell you, it was an incredible experience. Rob Parsons joining us this afternoon. Uh, competed in the 98th Pikes Peak International Hill Climb in Colorado over the weekend. I think the vehicle that you were in, what was it, a 2014 Chevrolet SS? Uh, yes. Yep. That's what it was. And modified so you could modified so you could so you could drive it with with the, with the hand uh, paddles. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So uh, uh, an important thing to note about that car is it's a championship-winning car back when uh, it's a NASCAR. So it's not particularly meant to turn left and right, uh, (laughs) but we modified it to be able to do so, as well as uh, this is a championship-winning car from when Martin Truex drove in 2017 and uh, Furniture Racing uh, won the championship. How did you get it? Uh, I became friends uh with uh, joe garoni who runs what's called felci adaptive motorsports yeah basically kind of the same thing as what i do with the Chairslayer foundation yeah. and obviously we just vibe and have the same kind of goals so very cool uh, we set out we set out to kind of be one of the first that has done this in a very long time okay rob so tell me what happened uh during the race what happened uh how the, how'd the race end for you well, let's start out by saying <laughs> practice and everything was incredibly good. Uh, exceeded my expectations on every section. Had zero issues throughout practice. Nothing, nothing went wrong. No drama. Car was great. Everything was great. And uh, typically, when everything's going that smoothly, something is bound to go wrong at some point. And on race day, I decided to. Uh, I decided to go tree hunting instead of stay on the uh, <laughs> the actual road itself. And we didn't quite get a time uh, wadded up the car pretty good, but not not to a point to where all the expensive stuff is okay. ruined. We just kind of broke a bunch of fiberglass, bent some metal, and now we've got some work ahead of us. But to what, an experience, what an experience for you. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, there's there's no lack of... Uh, success here we we really we set out to prove something we we tackled the mountain in every sector and had zero problems uh we were 
the third fastest time up on the top section uh, during practice day, which was a big feat for me because that is the worst place to drive. There's yeah. bumps everywhere that are about four to six inches tall, just like big rolling um, whoops, if you would call it. So your car is in the air a couple times and you have to manage that. Uh, and, you know, just what happened is down at the bottom, just, you know, you get in your head, nerves hit you, especially when adrenaline is pumping and things are moving so fast, um, you kind of forget to take <laughs> take a deep breath and uh, relax, and that's what ended up happening. Just uh, overdrove a corner and and uh, went deep into the bushes. Rob Parsons is a race car driver and just this past weekend competed in the 98th Pikes Peak International Hill Climb in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, what makes Rob um, you know, different compared to maybe some of the other competitors is that he was the first uh, competitor who uses a wheelchair to race in this event since 1988 and his love of um, adrenaline and cars and and speed and wanting to make sure that other people were able to capture a little bit of that excitement as well led him to uh, put together the chair slayer foundation uh, rob tell us about it yeah, so uh, soon after I built my first drift car for that, that was hand-controlled, um, I soon realized that there was a lot of other interest in the sport from other guys in wheelchairs, and that's kind of when I decided to start the Chair Surf Foundation, which focuses on getting other guys in wheelchairs, whether they be paralyzed or quadriplegic, back behind the wheel of a race car, and... Uh, it's just opened up so many doors for so many different people and has inspired them in ways that uh, I never thought it would. Uh, we we then kind of partnered up with Falchi Adaptive Motorsports, and that opened up even more doors because we have now three cars in the fleet that are all hand-controlled or head-controlled to where <laughs> you can drive the car with just your head. Wow. So we're talking a full race car that you uh, turn left and right with, moving your head left and right and then suck and blow for accelerator and brake and uh, uh, we're just uh, we're just getting started with uh, what we do with this program and you know we want to keep bringing it uh, to more people and keep inspiring people to chase uh, something like this Abs even though it it may be uh, a daunting task uh, it can be done if you think outside the box and who's been who's, uh, that's kind of what it's all about who's been your inspiration rob I've always just, I've always just looked at, um, I just want to do rad stuff. It's hard to really <laughs> pick one person to be an actual inspiration. There's been so many, like when I was riding BMX, I'd have to say some of the pro Canadian riders mm -hmm. I looked up to, um, you know, Jay Miron, Dave Asato and guys like that from back in Canada. Uh, they pushed me and then, you know, in the racing world would have to be Reese Millen and then you know, now some of my good friends, um, uh, like Chris Forsberg, Ryan Turek, Fong Gittin, uh, those kind of guys, uh, you know, when I was first getting started way back in the day, I'm talking like before I broke my back, you know, I looked up to those guys. They always had good style, cool cars, aggressive driving, and that's, you know, that's what I, <laughs> what I aim to be when I got back into cars and 
And, and here you are. Now we're all friends. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, uh, good for you. Uh, what an inspiration. And I love the fact that you're still just living your life, living your dream to the ultimate max. Going to urge people to check you out on Instagram at uh, Chair Slayer or on, on your webpage. It's chairslayer.org. Lots of information there as well. Continued uh, best of luck. And, it, and it's truly been a privilege to speak with you this afternoon. Yeah, thank you guys so much, and uh, thanks for the opportunity. Um, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Rob Parsons joining us this afternoon. How cool is that, eh?